This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that! On Talk Sport. You're listening to the Fight Night podcast with me, Gareth A. Davies. Spencer the Omen Oliver in studio with me this week. We began by speaking to Frank Warren, promoter, of course, of Day of Reckoning massive card in Saudi Arabia on December the 23rd. Let me ask you first of all, have you ever been involved in a card that is as stacked as this one? No, I haven't. It's uh, This is uh, an amazing situation, but it's fantastic to be involved and it's, uh, the most important thing is it's brilliant for the fans. As you say, you know, 10 of the top 15 heavyweights in the world, and out of this show, we're going to see, well, we're going to get see some future fights developed for, with the winners. That's for sure. Some great fights will come from it. Um, one of the things that, that many people are asking, and I am getting very positive feedback in my own meandering experience around the place. People are having watch parties. Christmas is coming up. So there's a lot of people have massive interest. There's two huge fights with lots of jeopardy on the top of the card. Who's going to walk first, by the, or rather last, by the way? Is it Deontay Wilder against Joseph Parker? Or is it Anthony Joshua against Otto Valin? How are you going to decide that? Well, it'll be decided um, on Monday. But, I'll, you know, that, that, I don't think that's such a big issue. Look, you've got to realise also there is time differences here. You know, for Britain... We're nearer to um, nearer to Saudi, so our time zone we get it prime time. For the Americans, it's on very very early in the states because of the time difference, and obviously it would make more sense for Deontay to go on last because obviously that would make that that'll put it back further in the afternoon for them. But you know what? We sold it out when we're out there. It's no big deal. It's I think no you've just sorted deal. it out by the sound of it. That that makes well, sense to me. And, I, uh... haven't, I haven't. I haven't. But we, but we will do, because yeah. that's what we're there to do, to sort it out. There's some massive fights on the card. Huge jeopardy, obviously, for Deontay Wilder and, and uh, Anthony Joshua. Is it true, or is there any truth in the rumour that um, March the 9th could be the date if both Wilder and Anthony Joshua win? And have they agreed to fight each other yet? Well, first of all, they've got to win. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, that's no foregone conclusion. 
These two guys, they're in their 30s now. They're fighting two fellows who really fancy their chances against them. Um, and they are tough fights, and there's a lot of pressure on both AJ and um, and Deontay. And if you look at it, AJ has not done too well with Southpaws in recent recent years. And Wallin is a Southpaw. He's coming off a good win against Gassiev, who's a well-ranked heavyweight. Um, so we'll, see, we'll see what happens with that one. And if you look at, you know, with Deontay, how long is it since he's fought at top level? It's quite a while now. 26 about... months. He's had one yeah. round. Well, there you go. So that's him. And he's in with a guy who's, who's uh, coming off a very good win, who trains on a regular basis with Tyson Fury. Mm. And the three three losses that's been inflicted on him were by Tyson on Deontay. So he knows him inside out. So that's going to be interesting as well. So we've got, a, you know, we've got some jeopardy in those fights, some serious jeopardy. And they know they can't afford to lose. They know they've got it. They've got it. If they're coming through it, will put me in a magnificent position, a magnificent position to make that fight. And uh, if, if AJ and Deontay get it on early next year, which is what everybody's hoping for, then the winner of that will get himself in a position to fight the ultimate best heavyweight in the world. The, the um, place in February. The big Jeopardy fight as well, and one of your young guys, Daniel Dubois, has already obviously won the WBA title and, and then fought... Um, uh, Alexander Usyk as a mandatory. Um, he's got an awful lot on his plate against the much maligned Jarrell Miller. It's, that's kind of, for me, that's a brilliant 50-50 fight on the card, if I can say so myself. Well, it is. I mean, really, it shouldn't be, but it is. And the thing is with, uh, you know, with um, Deontay, uh, sorry, with uh, Daniel, is that in his last fight, he probably gave, he did with that, in my opinion anyway, gave... Um, Gave Wilder, uh, sorry, gave um, Usyk his toughest fight that he's had at heavyweight. There's no doubt about that in the mm, mm, But unfortunately, mm. it wasn't to be. Big gap in between and momentum was lost. And a lot of people criticised his desire or his heart. And so he's got to prove people wrong. And this is going to be the acid test for him. And he's in with Miller, who's obviously come up, who's been a drug cheat in the past. And uh, he's passed all his drug tests, by the way. And he's licensed by, uh, by the Nevada Commission. But he's in with him. He obviously will want to. Uh, pushes credentials. He is uh, also, um, you know, he's not a bad heavyweight. No, he's but, a very good heavyweight, yeah. I think, actually. And, and I think he's, you know, we're going to see what our man's all about. You know, I, I think he's got everything, um, everything Daniel Dubois, but there there has been criticism of his desire, and we will yeah. see where we go with that, because he can't afford to lose either. You know, for the two Brits, well, we've got a few Brits on the card, but in those heavyweight fights, the two Brits... I've got it all to do. Sure. Frank, listen, I spoke to um, Joseph Parker earlier on the week, in the week, actually. You can get that on the TalkSport Boxing YouTube channel. And he went through everything and how he's got out there before any other fighters out there because he wants to acclimatise because of the time change and, and the, you know, the weather, etc., etc. And he truly believes that he can turn Deontay Wilde over. And like as you just said, he, you know, he's only boxed once in 26 months, a one-round win over Robert Hellanius. And he thinks timing's right and he can rip up that script you know, for these potential fights that are going to be made, you know, later on in the year. Yeah, well, look, it's there to be done for him. You know, he, he's seen the blueprint from it with with his, you know, with his best buddy, with Tyson. He's seen the blueprint. Whatever you, whatever way you want to look at it, you know that Deontay's not, he's not the type of guy who's going to roll over or just fall over. You know, he comes to fight. He's a, he's a tough, tough, 
competitor. He's a big puncher, even in, even after coming off with two losses against, or sorry, a loss and a draw against Tyson. He had Tyson on the floor twice, mm. so you know, you know that he's, he carries those bombs in both in both his both fists. So I, I genuinely, genuinely think it's going to be a really, really exciting fight whilst it lasts. I don't think it'll go the distance. One of them will go. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, I totally agree. He said that he'd spoke to Tyson and they've been working on stuff. Tyson's given him some inside information. Avoid the right hand. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Avoid the right hand. He said that is... That is but he's, you know, he's a good technical boxer, Joseph. And he said that he he's, you know, having Tyson there has given him that added confidence going into that one. Frank, what I wanted to move on to and talk to you about was this promo, mate. I saw you <laughs> dressed up and I saw you on your on your Instagram and your Twitter with your scars all over your face, etc. And what they've done out there with all the fighters, it seems one that they've had a great bit of fun out there doing this pro- promo and the money they must have pumped into that. Probably the best promo I've ever seen for a boxing event. Well, it's, I mean, it's it's it's, it's mega, and it, and it was and yeah, for me as an old gainer, it was good fun. I really enjoyed myself. I think everybody who worked on it enjoyed themselves. It was really good fun, and you know, um, that that I think that sets the scene for what this is about. This is serious, big time boxing. These are big events. I said it would be a game changer, and there's no doubt about it. The game has changed. You're seeing these fantastic events being put together now, and. Uh, and it's going to get better and better because this, all what happens on this card is going to lead to some mega fights. So you've got all this excitement on Saturday and you look at it and, and, there, and, and, and you can see there is, it's going to pan out into something extra, extra special. A couple of things, Frank. Um, I had a chat to Bob Arum in the week as well and um, we, we talked about, you know, if you look at what he did as a newly minted Harvard lawyer in the Kennedy administration, he was looking into the funds that came out of the Sonny Liston Floyd Patterson fight. He was asked to investigate it at the time, corruption in boxing. We know he's involved with Muhammad Ali. He's been involved nearly 60 years. You've been involved in boxing 46 years now. Bob was kind of suggesting to me that every indication, given the interest of His Excellency Turkey Al-Sheikh and the General Entertainment Authority and the Riyadh season, we really are going to see... Riyadh and the Riyadh season become the principal destination for big heavyweight fight nights. And he and he kind of almost said, it's going to be the new Las Vegas for heavyweight fights. Do you definitely get that sense as well? I get that sense, but I, I, the only thing I, I don't agree on is it would just be heavyweights. I, I think it will expand from that, and I think there'll be a reason for it expanding. Yep. And, I think, and I just think it's going to be good for... All the fighters. It's certainly going to be good for the Brits because uh, we're going to get these fights as punters. We're going to see them prime time, which is brilliant. We haven't got to sit up till fives and six in the morning watching fights, but you're going to see it. You're going to see fights happen that have been difficult to make. We're going to see you working with Eddie Hearn more then. Oh, if he's got somebody there that's that's of interest on the card, then then of course we will. It's good for the sport, though, Frank, isn't it? It's so good to have. Shelley Finkel and Deontay Wilder and, and Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua um, working with your heavyweights. It's it's such a good thing for the sport. That with the, Listen, you guys are always going to be competitors and rivals. There's no two ways about it because that is our business. That's the business we're in. But to have you guys working on more cards together is, like you just said, is going to give us the fights we want. Well, it certainly will. And we're all we're all 
all excited about it, and we've all got all we've got to keep doing is working together to make it happen. Listen, Frank, how how many shows could we see over there? You know, in the next twelve months. I mean, how big is it going to be? You know, there's, there's talk. It's like a super league. Super League with these heavyweights, isn't it? You know, like with, you know, Deontay Wilder, Danton Joshua, Tyson Fury, Usyk, Joseph Parker's there, Otto Wallins in the mix, winner, boxing winner, etc., etc. How many times in a year could we see shows out there? Well, I think you're going to see it, you know, especially during the Riyadh season. It's, it, it, you know, boxing is part now of the Riyadh season. It opened up the Riyadh season, the Tyson and Nagano fight. That was the opening event, the Riyadh season. So that's the importance of boxing, as it seems to me, uh, in the kingdom. And as far as they're concerned, as far as uh, His Excellency Turkey Alashek is concerned, you know, he is a massive fan. There is a commitment to boxing. And I just think it's going to go from strength to strength. So we could, you know, we could see quite a few cards. I mean, we've got, we've had one. We've got one this, one in, one in, uh, one next week. We've got, one on the 17th of um, February, and, and then maybe a couple more before then. And that's just in the last six, that's just in the last six months. So there's going to be quite a few, I think. Brilliant. It's fantastic. And then final word, Frank, on a young man who isn't on this card, but no doubt you want him on February the 17th. We haven't mentioned it yet. Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk for the undisputed title. Had a word with uh, Tyson's management team this week. And you'll know this. He is hard at work doing no interviews right now because he's deadly serious about Usyk, you're going to get Moses Atalma on that card as well? Uh, he's, he, as you say, he's going to be working with Tyson because he's a southpaw and uh, he, he's, he's had what, seven fights this year already. Um, he was injured, he already had more. Um, he is 18 years of age, he's not 19 until next year, early next year. Um, we all believe that he's going to be the guy of the future and at the moment he's looking the part and I'm quite sure that he will feature on on some of the cards out there, and I'm sure um, the fact that he's sparring with Tyson and he's preparing for him, preparing with him for that date, and there's a big probability he will feature on the card. Yes or no? Is he going to beat Mike Tyson's record of youngest heavyweight champion? It's, look, I, he wants to beat it. Everybody involved in wants to beat it. But you know what? It's not a race. Mm-hmm. You know I, I, what? What are we? It's easy making world title fights. That's easy to do. It's keeping it's, it, isn't it? Yeah. We, and it's defending them and being mm, ready. Mm, mm. That's what it's all about. And if he's not ready, then then I'll, I certainly will not allow it to happen. So we'll see. He's, he's, he, as he is now, he's, he's done everything, everything that's been asked of him and more. And, you know, he's, he's a consummate professional. He's, he's in the gym all the time. He's sparring all the time. He's got hunger and a desire. And... You know, everybody listening now, keep your eye on this boy because he is something special. But we were joined by one of the main acts of December 23rd next. Both protagonists. First, Deontay Wilder. What an interview this was. Unmissable. Anybody that faced me should be worried. You know what I mean? I always say women lie, men lie, but numbers don't lie. You know, I am the hardest punch in boxing history and um, numbers don't lie. You know, at all. Every guy I've faced, I've, I've knocking out and put on the canvas. So I'm very dangerous, and, um, and and he should be aware of that. I mean, but he's already aware of that because when he was the WBO champion, he he we had talks of fighting, but after my devastating knockout with Gerald Washington, he ran the other way. So, you know, I supposed to have been unified champion years and years and years ago, 
But none of these champions that had the belt ever gave me the opportunity. I was the one giving everybody else opportunities um, because of uh, uh, a blessing and a curse that I have in the right hand. So uh, here we are again, another time, another place, and another date. You know, so uh, may the best man win when it comes to the day of reckoning on December the 23rd. Are you looking to steal the show, though, on December the 23rd with that spectacular knockout? Is that the fight? Oh, uh, man. Is that the the impact? I'm just, I'm just, you know, Garrett. I'm just looking to uh, put on a great performance. You know, I, I, I'm not looking to steal anything. You know, I don't steal nothing. You know, I, I, I earn everything that I have. You know, um, so I'm not looking to steal anything. You know, it, it, the proof is in the pudding, and it, and and every go, everything is gonna gonna lay where 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 it stands. You know what I mean? And um, I'm just looking to put on a great performance for the. Uh, my for my debut in Saudi Arabia. That's it. No more, no less. You know, uh, everything else has just come with me. Have you visualized a certain round where you're going to get the job done? Yeah, many many times. I mean, throughout the fight, you know, uh, I don't think this is going to be a, a, a long, drawn-out fight, if you ask me. You know, um, I think it's going to be over with before you know it. Uh, I'm the type of fighter that you, you sit on the edge of your seat. That's the thing that everyone knows me as, you know, you got to be ready when wild to fight. You can't go to the bathroom, can't go get nothing to eat. You can't turn your head and talk to your neighbor because at any given moment, at any given time, it can be over with. One genuine thing I must ask, um, 26 months, um, one round, one camp, 14 months since the last fight. Does that bother you at all? I don't call it inactivity because you've been waiting for the right fight, but does that bother you? Does that at 39, 38? No, it doesn't bother me at all. You know what I mean? I always tell people my body hasn't been there, but my mind never left. <laughs> you know, although I haven't been in competition, but I've been in the gym. I've been training. I mean, you know, um, people just haven't seen me, you know, do these things. I haven't, I'm not, big on social media. I don't go on social media all the time. I'm not that, you know, I got so much other things that I do that, uh, um, that I, I don't, I don't find the time for it. Um, so, you know, but, but that don't mean anything to me, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go when you're able to do the things in, in training and translate what you do in training to sparring. That's when you know you're ready and I am ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready more so than, than, than ever. When I saw you in London, you had a very happy vibe. I saw you on that Sunday night before the press conference on Monday night. Um, I'm fascinated by what you've talked about, where in this time away, you've had an ayahuasca retreat. Can you talk to me about that and what it did for you? You said it's given you a different vibe. Oh, uh, man, ayahuasca has been, man, it's, it's been a, one of the top, top, top three in my life that, uh, I'm glad that I experienced or I, I took that journey, uh, took that journey upon to experience, you know, uh, it's, it's been a beautiful thing for me. And um, if you ask my wife, she'll say that it made me more sensitive and she's probably, she's probably right, you know, uh, but it also have made me happier as well. You know, I find myself appreciating this, even the smallest of the smallest little thing and not saying that I didn't before, but the appreciation level is is has increased, you know. And um, ayahuasca has done some beautiful things for for a lot of individuals, not only just including myself, but for a lot of different indiv indiv individuals 
whether it brought confirmation to their life, whether it brought happiness to their life, or some type of understanding of their path that they're running in their life. You know, it's been amazing. You know, ayahuasca, and, and I'm looking forward to the doing it, you know, many, many more times. I'm actually looking to do it after this fight as well, you know, and um, uh, and I always invite people to come to Rhythmia. That's the place that I go um, up in Costa, uh, Costa Rica. It's a place called Rhythmia. It's a beautiful place. And I advise everybody, if you're looking for something different, something new to experience, uh, in your life, something, you know, you're waiting for some type of answer or a calling of something, you know, I invite you to ayahuasca. You know, sometimes people get very fearful and, 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 and afraid of certain things or how is it or what is going to be or, um, you know, sometimes people don't want to know certain things or they may not want to see certain things. But, you know, ayahuasca is not a place where you 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 think you're going to see what you, you you're going to see what you think you're going to see. In this place, you may not get what you want, but you'll leave with what you need. A lot of people talk about an effect of rebirthing on them and all of that kind of thing when they have it. They feel a different spirit inside them, or they even go back into past lives. What did you do? Did you imbibe? Did you smoke? Did you? How did you take your ayahuasca? They, they made the medicine on site. The DMT, they made it on site. And, um, that's, and so we would drink it and consume it that way. Um, through mouth, and um, it was just a beautiful experience. An experience, I, I highly recommend everyone to try it out. I really do. You know, it it, it really have helped me in my life. I am one of the most happiest people I know in life. You know, no matter what people may say or what they may be on the outside looking in, I am one of the most happiest people in in the world that I know. You know, and um, God is good. Um, you get victory on December the 23rd. Do you believe Anthony Joshua beats Otto Valin? And do you want to face Joshua next? Or I hear whispers of a fight potentially with four ounce gloves or in a cage or in a boxing ring with Francis Ngannou. What are your, what do you think about Joshua and Wallin, first of all, that fight? And and what um, would you think next? I mean, I, I like that fight between those two guys and, um, you know, made the best man win when it come out. You know, I'm looking, I think Josh was going to, I think I I see him um, um, winning the fight if his mind is in the right place. If his mind is in the right place. What brilliant words from Deontay Wilder. Now, we talk about mind in the right place. That guy has fought one round in 26 months. His mm -hmm. last uh, fight was... was one round against Robert Hellenius, November last year. The year before that was the Tyson Fury defeat. 11 rounds. What a fight we were there. One of the greatest heavyweight fights of all time. I love his confidence. That's when you listen to Deontay. I mean, and obviously I know him. Mm -hmm. um, but when you listen to Deontay and he opens up, but when you listen to him full flow, that is a man, we talked about confidence, who totally believes in himself. Listen, he totally oozes confidence. You know, the thing, the fight that I was trying to think of when I was talking about it before was Richard Reactpool, by the way. The, you know, yes. the, yeah, a yeah. guy that we've seen grow and yeah. believe in his yeah. own ability. Yeah. This Deontay, is a different level. Deontay Wilder's yes. always had it. He's on another level. The first time... 
he got beat by um, Tyson Fury. You think, wow, that was such a punishing defeat. Can he come what, back from that? What, you mean in that? Los Angeles? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 it was a draw. No, 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 the first time he got beat. The first time he got oh, he beat. got beat so, up yeah, in the, seven yeah, rounds. Yeah, 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 no, yeah Forget yeah, the draw. Yeah. The first fight time two. he got beat with fight two, yeah. he took a pounding. But he didn't think, accept it, did he? No. Fury was cheating. Gareth Fury is, did this to him. Fury did that to him. He wouldn't believe it, would he? He didn't believe it. Then he gets done again. And you think, wow, that was punishing. Can he be... The guy just oozes confidence. You know, he's one of those fighters that just... And then you see him come back and we saw the Robert Hellenius first round KO. Yes, he's been inactive, but I wouldn't read too much into that inactivity with Deontay Wilder because yeah. he believes in himself so much. Well, that's he's how people are talking guys. Joseph Parker up in this fight. What a fight we have. We're going to talk more about Deontay Wilder, Day of Reckoning, Joseph Parker's opportunities. You've spoken to him this week. Can't wait to hear that interview shortly. Josh Kelly, by the way, has won by third round knockouts TKO against Placido Ramirez de Colombia Tio que pasado called it I called it I absolutely called it you know Ramirez tough strong comes forward comes to have a fight 17 KOs out of his 24 victories but guess what too slow too predictable Kelly's too smart well, Deontay Wilder talking about ayahuasca there, a mental rebirth, all these different things, fascinating. But a man with a very strong mindset, the man against him, against one of the biggest punching heavyweights of all time, is none other than former WBO champion Joseph Parker. Spencer spoke to him. The weather's not as warm as it was back in October when we were here for the, for the last event and the last fight. And uh, because we'll be fighting late at night, we're trying to adjust everything according to, to fight time. You know, usually back in England, I'll be waking up at 7 o'clock, breakfast at 7.30, whereas now waking up at midday, breakfast at 1 p.m., train at 3 p.m., lunch at 5, and it just carries on, and then we're training at 1 a.m. So it's, it's a lot different, but I think it's important to train the time that you fight, and that's the time that you're going to be performing. I mean, tell us about the setup out there, you know, the training schedules, et cetera. I mean, you've got a lot of you guys out there, a lot of heavyweights out there. Is there a is there a routine for the training? Do you all use gym at the same time or is there allocated times for the gym? Um, I'm not sure that there's a lot of fighters here, even you know, leading into the fight. I, I think I'm probably one of the first ones to get out here. We got the gym to ourselves. We're using the, the Mike Tyson gym, which is awesome. It's got everything you... It's got rings, it's got bags, it's got speed, everything. Everything that you need and you want. And the gym is shut down um, at the time that we're training. So we're very thankful to to them who have organised for us to use this gym. I mean, Joe, I want to talk about the promo. That promo, and I saw that you posted it actually on your Instagram. I mean, that is insane, isn't it? Like, have you ever ever seen or been involved in anything like that before? You know what? I've never been involved... Just like boxing my whole life, I've never seen anything like this. And now, like, uh, you know, we, we, when we went to shoot the ad and the promo video, it was like, uh, you know, makeup and then like, you had to do so many takes. And it was, uh, I think it was a great experience. And like, you can see the outcome of the promo. It's, uh, <laughs> it's probably one, it's one of the best I've seen. I mean, let's talk about your fight with Deontay Wilder, December the 23rd. Huge opportunity for you, Joe. It really is. You go in as the underdog, but a huge opportunity. It's a great opportunity, you know, in, in boxing, you want to be involved in the biggest and the best fights. And, and the only way to get to the right at the top to fight for a title, fight for a world title is to fight the best fights out there. I've been busy this year and the level of opposition hasn't been the same as Wilder. But keeping busy, I was able to progress and I was able to get that, that, that ring time. 
And now I, I listen, I am really much pumped for this fight with Deontay Wilder. Really much looking forward to it. Sure. I mean, you boxed three times this year. Like you say, it's vitally important, you know, for, for a heavyweight to stay active like that. Deontay Wilder, on the other, uh, other hand, has only boxed once in the last two years since the Tyson Fury defeats. And that was against Hellenius, a first round KO. How important is that for a fighter to be active or inactive? I, listen, I feel it's very important to be active because you're always working. You're always progressing. You're always getting better. You're working on your ring craft, techniques, skills, and you're able to, um, you, know, you know, you're not trying to get in shape because you're already in shape. I think of Wada, with him having that long time off, we'll soon see <laughs> if he has that thing called ring rust, which I know a lot of fighters do have when they, when they haven't fought for a long time. Someone that knows Deontay Wilder very well, Tyson Fury, he's boxed him a few times. You obviously train up there with Fury. Has he give you any tips on his strengths, his weaknesses, how to beat him? Tyson was able to give me some advice and, and some some knowledge on fighting Deontay Wilder. The only difference is I'm not six foot nine with the longest reach. So whatever my strengths, I have to use it to to the best of my ability, you know. And uh, he has given me a few pointers and he's given me advice and he's actually helped me with sparring. So every time I have needed Tyson's help, he's always been there. So I like listen, thanks to him for always making time to help me and especially for this camp and this fight coming up. Sure. I mean, listen, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia are investing massively in heavyweight boxing. On this, on that same card, we've got Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wallin. Who do you fancy in that one, Joe? Wallin's a potential banana skin. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a risky fight for Joshua, but a fight obviously he has to take. You know, with what's what's planned for the future. I, I think it's a risky fight. I think Wallin's come off a, a good win, and he's always uh, he's one of them fighters who's been looking for these big fights. You know, and now that he's locked in this big fight, this is a big chance. You know, Joshua's a massive name. And I think with Joshua, he has to come in. And I, I think uh, coming off a few fights with, with Yusuk, um, he's, you know, he's he, he'll be well more prepared for the southpaw that Otto's going to bring. And as I said, as I said to you, Joe, you know, there's been talk of like March the 9th, Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder, etc. You're there to tear up the script. You're there to do your job. If Otto Wallin beats Joshua or you beat Deontay Wilder, just so the fans know, does that mean the winner boxes the winner? Is that where we're at? Listen, I, I would think so. Look, if they're trying to lock in the, the Joshua and Wilder fight, I guess you know, if, if, if Wallin wins or if I win, it'll, be, it'll change the whole script of what they're trying to set up. Joseph Parker, tell us, how does the fight go, mate? How do you tear up the script? How do you tear up the plans for Deontay? If I'm going to go on there, like I said, I'm going to be like with the supreme confidence. And I've done the work, I'm in shape, and I'm ready to go. And I'm going to be very calculated. There's no wasteful punches. I'm going to be deliberate. I'm going to make him miss, and I'm going to make him pay. That's what I'm going to do. Always love the uh, complete honesty of Joseph Parker there. And you had to ask him some difficult questions in a way because mm -hmm. he is the guy in the way of the fight that the fans want to see, which is Joshua against Wilder, like Otto Valens in the mm -hmm. way of, of people seeing those two guys meet. We've spoken about it for five years. It's one of the most attractive, enticing fights in heavyweight boxing. And he spoke, Joseph did, and we've both known him a long time, calculated that's mm -hmm. the only way he wins this, by game plan, Andy Lee cleverness, cleverness from the Furies and Sugar Hill Stewart, all that thinking to get him there. Discipline. It all comes down to discipline, and he has to stay disciplined and switched on for three minutes of each round. He totally recognises that. You know, he knows exactly what he's got mm. in front of him. But he's also, Gareth, he's also feeding off the fact, and you mentioned it there, he's feeding off the fact that, yes, 
I am going to rip up the script. You know, I'm going to put myself back in the mix here. And I think that, you know, he's getting a lot from that. I think that it's giving him added confidence with t- sparring with Tyson Fury, talking to Tyson Fury, finding out the strengths and the weaknesses of Deontay Wilder. I know it's all good and said that, but he's got, you know, once that right hand detonates Avoid and the lands, left hook and the right yeah, hand. Yeah, but... but <laughs> it's you know, not going to be a jabbing but contest but with, with but what I'm Deontay, saying is, is it's, it? always, it's always good to have that, like, that added confidence going in there, that self, that self-belief that we've been talking about. And I think that he's got that. Andy Lee's a great tactician, by the way, as well. They'll come up with a great game plan. It's interesting. He's also got the best... Um, and he was at an event that we were covering with, with Talk Sports. I remember John Rawling and you were doing the commentary that night. Myself and Adam Catterall were there. That um, Physically... He's in the best shape of his life as well. There's no excess fat on him. He's very, very lean. He's got Tyson Fury's chef and nutritionist working with him. That move into that Fury camp is not just rubbing shoulders with Tyson Fury and and, and getting the electricity that he may give off. It's about... He's a really disciplined guy, Joseph Parker. Absolutely. He's very happy over here. Um, I still think it's, it's a mountain to climb. I, yeah, I agree. But but he has been the WBO heavyweight champion of the world, and he, and he's got it in him to do it again. And he's got it in him that people are critiquing him that he's that level below Fury, Usyk, Wilder, and Joshua. That he's just that level below. He can prove that wrong well, against that, a guy who's thirty in his thirty ninth year, yeah. who's boxed one round in twenty six months. Absolutely, you know, and, and all those all those factors that you just stated there—that's what Joseph Parker's feeding off. You know, you got to remember this guy comes from New Zealand. He won the world title over there. You know, he's packed up, he's packed his suitcases, come over, moved up to Morecambe. That shows you commitment. That shows you hunger. That shows you drive, and all of that will come out against Deontay Wilder because he will recognise that. You know, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia is opening up the floodgates to this heavyweight, like, Super League. And that's basically what it is, because we know that the winner is going to box a winner and it's going to go on. It's like a little mini tournament, really. A starting, the, yeah. Absolutely. And so he'll recognise that, you know, this is a huge opportunity. And he'll go out there and give it everything. One thing we know about Joseph Parker is he's very durable. He pulled himself off the floor against Dylan White. You know, we saw him there. We saw him against Joseph Parker, where he pulled himself through some torrid times before getting knocked out. What I'm saying is, he will give it. And um, I'm looking forward to it, Gareth, because it's a little bit of the unknown. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, from the heavyweights, we move to the cruiserweights. Young prospect in the cruiserweight division, Alloys Jr., just 20 years old, came in to tell us his story. And it's a story that you will remember and you will want to be on the journey with him. Here's Alloys. He's known as the animal. Physically, in, a, in, in his presence, he's an absolute beast. We've just been having photos. This is a big guy. It's powerhouse cruiserweight prospect, Alloys Jr. Well, not really a prospect, developing now. So great to have you in the studio. Um, it's a great honour to be here, and I'm extremely thankful. I've watched a lot of videos on TalkSport, so, um, yeah, including Fabio Wardley and whatnot. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great honour. Mm. Tell us about the beginnings for you. Why do you fight? Oh, my goodness. I could go on and on. To yeah, no, go on and on. Where, where did on. it start? Where did it start? I'll go deeper into my into my life story, my life experience. So um, when I was younger, um, a lot of trauma, I'd say um, um, a lot of rough things happened when I, when I was a kid in terms of like parenting and et cetera. Where are you growing up? Um, I grew up in South East London, Penge. Um, mm. So it's like around Crystal Palace for those people that don't know where Penge are. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, the greatest way I could put it is um, my father went to prison when I was quite young, and when he came out of when he came out of prison, my only bonding time with my father was a fighting game called Fight for New York, and um, this game it had all sorts of fighting tricks on it, um, and I really really loved it. And again, it was a great way to bond with my father, and um, I started picking up the tricks on it, and I was only in like year five, year year six, so ten, eleven, around them around them ages. And one day I decided to try this this amazing overhand right hand on a, on a kid like my Sounds like Mortal Kombat, this. Wait, so you're picking up the tricks on a game, but you're doing it yourself as in um, inventing yourself into a, into a fire. Fighter from watching it, games. It, literally, like... Wow. Wow, I, I've never it, heard that. Because kids are sponges. Kids are sponges. They, they absorb everything, so... At my young age, I remember love is, is, is the essence of everything, and... and when I'm with my father, I'm bonding with my father. I want to be able to do what this what this individual I'm playing is doing, and um, yeah, I, I, I practice it, and then I try it out on a kid. I got in trouble, but the adrenaline I got was 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 so on so unreal. Did you find a gym after that? Then we'll get to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Um, I tried it, and then uh, the school. I got in very big trouble. Um, my dad asked me what happened. Um, I told him I got into a fight and then all he asked me was did he win son and I was like absolutely and from then it started going on um, I had a friend do karate I wanted to do karate um, so badly uh, I, I um, put pressure on my parents to bring me karate bring me karate any reason? I just by then movies were you watching? By then, I just loved fighting. I used to right. play fight for New York all the time. Any single fighter games, I used to try it. I used to love WWE. Um, 
I used to try wrestling the moves with my cousins. They used to cry and whatnot, but it was still fun. <laughs> any sort of martial art, basically, yeah. Any, Anything, any, any, so, any sort of, yeah, contact, any, any sort Something. of sport. I wanted that contact. Yeah. I loved the contact. Even Were you a hench like you are now when you were uh, a kid? I was always big. I was always big as a kid. Um, I wasn't as, obviously, big as I am today, but... Um, yeah, I was quite big. How does it make you feel, Gareth, seeing a guy all toned and, t- and you being like that? Gareth is quite strong himself, you know. Oh, I thought, really? I feel his biceps. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, all right, I might be old. The thing is, the thing is with Spencer, he does this. Because well, the point is, what he do- no, no, he's passive aggressive. What he does is, he draws me in. He knows he's going to beat me up anyway, yeah? Because he's got all the footwork. Oh, we've, yeah. We've done it late yeah. night in Poland, honestly. Wow. So, yeah. you know, no, but the, Have the you tri- ever had Polish vodka, though? No, no. no. Wow. I don't really drink, to be wow. honest. It, it, yeah, but he's missed that point out. Yeah, but go on. No, this go is true. Continue. We can go into losing phones and all sorts. <laughs> yeah, here. we can. <laughs> um, look, um, okay. the, the point being, the point being, um, about your physicality, mm-hmm. you were mm. expressing yourself. Exactly. But you didn't know you were a fighter at that nope. point. Nope. You're very raw. Extremely raw. I'm still raw to this day, to be fair. I'm still ch- but, learning myself. But that's, that's one of your strengths, by the way, because that unpredictability wins and that's one of your strengths that is one of your and I don't think you'll lose that rawness even mm. when you get more refined as a fighter it's also exciting. that rawness and that unpredictability mm. is what makes you who you are and mm. I think that that's your style and I think that that's what that's going to be one of your main strengths he's mm. also you're why are you so fearless you're known as a fearless fighter as well where does that come from that is a great question um I'd say more it's less, true though isn't yeah, it yeah it is it's more or less my life like I was gonna say life um, I've always seeked challenges. I've always um, wanted to be the best in all aspects um, of my life. And even if it's education, despite me not uh, um, passing my school, I still um, took time out of my day to educate myself. You can um, tell that you're so well-spoken. Thank you. you no, know, so well-spoken, so articulate. That's the thing that comes across to me. Mm. I think as you get older as well, you'll be able to articulate your violence mm, in absolutely. the ring, if I can call it violence. Yeah, it's, it's, it's chess, really. Mm-hmm. I, I like to play a lot of chess. And it's all decision-making. As, as, as you grow older, you, you, you know more, and you can use that experience and, and make it bounce back to you. Is it fair, then, um, without putting this on you, I mean, because boxing does, and fight sports do change people, and do they do put you under pressure, and mm-hmm. they do help you grow... Has a struggle gone on in your life? Struggle, listen, adversity builds a man, you know? Um, From this big, I mean. Ex- yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Dad not being there yeah, and those it things. Yeah, because I don't, I don't fold. I don't fold on things. I don't fold on people. Um, that's not my characteristics. I've, I've, I've had that from, from, the, from the ages I could think, to be, to be fair. And um, yeah. The struggles are a making of a fighter. A lot of times, you know, like the, like losing your first fight and then bouncing back with what is it? Five wins, five knockouts. How do, how, it's a five knockouts. Mm. How does it? F- but that was an ambitious first fight, by the way, as well. For yep. people that don't Talk know, to us about that strong Polish guy, unbeaten okay. in three. Yeah. Okay. Why? Okay. Why did you take such a hard fight for you? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the story. I have all sorts of stories. Um, in regards to that story, I the day prior. Um, that's obviously I took the fight in 24 hours notice. Michael Szczynski. Yeah, Michael Szczynski. Polish. Yeah. Yep. Um, York Hall. Free and No pressure. Free and <laughs> No pressure. None. So I'm, I finished two sessions the day before. Um, and um, I'm chilling now. I'm chilling. I'm, I'm, I'm shattered to pieces. I trained extremely hard when I was 18 years old. And um, 
I'm wrestling, I'm eating whatever I'm eating, I forgot what I was eating, and then I get a call from my computer. You're wrestling as well? I'm wrestling, wrestling. Oh, wrestling, wrestling. okay. Oh, just checking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, I, I got it. Um, so I was resting, and I got a call um, from uh, my manager, Simon Legg. And when he called me, I was like, um, I, was, I was more or less dozing over, and then he called me and said, uh, I have an opportunity for you, AJ, or Alois. And um, yeah, I can put you in a fight for, next, um, for tomorrow, but... Um, to let you know this guy is a monster and to be fair when when he said um addressed him as a monster that's when my ego came out and i was like monster who's who's a monster where where's this monster that you speak of and um i'm bringing the animal do you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah yeah i love that yeah i'm putting my knife and fork down here i you want know what some mean? of this I, I can't i can't sometimes i can't fathom another monster but myself um again um fearless exactly and once he once he sent me his name and I saw him knock out he knocked out one one guy cold I was like this is the individual I want you know this is the individual that I want to, that I want to challenge myself and listen once I win this listen I'm in a it's a four position. rounder as well and a you lose rounder. on points by the way it's yeah. not like it's no, devastating it was, no, no it was never but it didn't put a dent in you presumably no it just it, again it, it's like a it's like a it's an experience put it like that it's an experience for me to learn because. Life throws all sorts of obstacles in your way. And if you trip and fall and you don't get up, then what type of individual are you? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, a loss can be the making of a fighter and the making of a person sometimes. You need to go there mm-hmm. to find yourself, go, you know, back to the drawing board and, and mm-hmm. put, you know, work on work, work on the wrongs of a fight. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what you've done and you've come back with five unbelievable knockouts. If, Absolutely. If, if you haven't seen Alloy's fight before and you don't, and you're listening, you're making your dinner or you're having a drink at home or you're you're preparing with fans f- for the fights later on tonight. Alloys, by the way, didn't just walk into a ring. He's won four London titles, two national titles, international honours, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's not like you haven't done your time through your teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got a five-year deal with Frank Warren. That's a long deal mm-hmm. and a lot of belief. Well, um, Frank's an experienced veteran in this game. He's a, he's a phenomenal promoter. And look, he's aware that um, I have that source, you know. Um, the proof's in the pudding. That source. That's it, that Let, source, that listen, groovy. Frank Warren doesn't give five-year contracts. No. Frank's been there, seen no. he's done it 46 years. He as, wants to as, be with you while a you're a world champion for two or three years. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, it makes sense. Like, uh, if if I was him, I would have signed me too. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That, but that, that listen. But that that shows that he's got a lot of self belief in you, and you know where he sees you going at such a young age. Frank spots talent. That is one thing that he's very good at, and another thing he's very good at is actually guiding to a fighters. You know right steps at the right times. And I think that that's been proven since your first defeat. Mm-hmm. He's doing a great job. And now people are starting to go, hold a minute, who's this Alois Giza? What's going on here? the feet down and that's when you can then go to work but again Gurkic he started the round pretty quick oh what a shot from Alois Junior your winner by knockout Alois the We're joined by Kala Saulan, who's at the Beacon of Light. His fighter, Josh Kelly, just won against Placido Ramir de Colombia in the third round. Pleased for your guy? Absolutely. Absolutely, Gareth. It was, uh, it was a showreel knockout. Um, Jab, uppercut? 
yeah, it was the uppercut took him off his feet. It was one of them. Uh, no, fa- absolutely fantastic. Um, number one in the world, WBO number one. So big 2024 ahead, even domestic fights um, mixed with world title fights, hopefully. So very, very exciting. Sold out arena, loud, loud, loud crowd up here. The first show we've ever done in Sunderland. I can't remember the last pro card up here. Um, you probably remember that better than me, but I can't remember one. No, I don't. It's, it's fantastic, I've got to say. Um, Can you take him to the Stadium of Light um, with a big fight with like a, a, a Tim Tew for the WBO title now? Something like that? 100%. 100%. I mean, it is, he's, he's got this huge following up here and, you know, they, they really get behind their people as well. got to say, this is a week before Christmas, you know. Um, I'm a Londoner, but I wouldn't like to be doing a show in London tonight. Um, you know, this is phenomenal um, to see boxing fans out the week before Christmas. You know, cash isn't the easiest to come by this time of year. Totally get that. And, um, you know, packed house. Fantastic. Well, there's a cracker in Riyadh next weekend as well that everyone will be watching, but mainly from... Let me just ask you finally, because we've got Alloys Jr. I don't know if you know him, the the brilliant cruiserweight prospect under Frank Warren is in the studio with us right now. He's made his way into uh, TalkSport Towers tonight. Um, Can you get Chris Eubank a big fight next? Because he's been having a moan at you on Twitter. Um, I, I, it's not the first moan I've had off boxing in 23 <laughs> years, Gareth. I, I totally get him. You know, he's, he's frustrated. You know, the one that I think he wanted didn't get made, and that's what it is, you know. And, and you know, everyone vents their frustrations differently. He tagged me in it, so I'm a bit surprised. I don't know whether he rides it or someone else because he's never tagged me in anything before in the last 10 years. But, oh, that's you know, interesting. That's mm. an interesting one. It's, you know, mysterious, also mysterious, who wrote this letter to the WBO saying that they didn't want the fight. It certainly weren't us. Um, um, but that's out there on the internet. You can check that out um, in terms of the WBO fight. You know, someone from somewhere, maybe it was a fake, I don't know, wrote to the WBO saying they didn't want the, the Johnny Beck fight. But I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to, you know, we'll speak internally. Um, I get the frustration, totally understand it. Um, will will, will he and Ben, uh, Conor Ben, ever fight in your view? Will they fight at the right time is more the question, isn't it? You know, um, we got Calm Brook five years later, didn't we? We got Mayweather Pacquiao, or it's slightly different. Five years later, we'll probably get Joshua Wilder five years later. later. We'll get AJ AJ Fury ten years later. Boxing's one of them, you know, it, it, it... you know, it frustrates us. Um, and this today, I think, is part of, you know, this frustration. But And I get it. Um, I'm also frustrated. But I do all my frustration in different ways. Keller, um, thank you very much for joining us at this late hour. We're going to get back to Alloys Jr. Alloy, in the studio. Good luck to you, mate. Good oh, luck to there you. There we go. Thank you. World champion in, make it in the making? Absolutely. Listen, I love a cruiserweight. I think I've had seven or eight cruiserweight world champions. So um, it's a fantastic division, Alloys. You enjoy that, mate. Yeah, I've watched you. You're going to be, you're definitely going to be a world champ. So good luck with that. Thank you. Much appreciation. All the best, brother. Cheers, Cal. Have a good night. Cheers, gents. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Cal. Yeah, take care, mate. And it is always a good night in Sunderland, by the way. Mm. Um, let me go back. Thank you, Spence. Um, let me go back to you and growing up in Penge, yeah, which is near Crystal Palace, as you rightly mm. point out, mm. in South London. Had you not discovered boxing, you're still only 20, you're clearly a man already, and you've been a man for a long time, yeah? Um, Had you not discovered boxing, 
Could you have gone down the wrong path? Um, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, to be fair. Um, reason being is because an individual like myself, I have immense drive. And um, when drive is pointed to the wrong direction, it can cause immense destruction. Mayhem. Literally. Mm-hmm. And um, listen, if you see what I'm doing in the ring now. Um, if that was to someone else, Lord knows what I'd be doing. Mm. Talk to us about working with Ben Davis. And obviously, Alloys is a cruiserweight for those who've just joined the show. We're live, by the way, on YouTube if you want to watch us as well on the TalkSport Boxing uh, YouTube channel and the TalkSport channel. Um, You've been working with Ben Davison. In the last two months, you'll have been around Anthony Joshua. They've just jetted off to Saudi Arabia. They've just arrived a couple of days ago. Talk to us about Ben. Talk to us about being around Anthony Joshua. Ben Ben is a phenomenal coach. Absolutely, hands down. Um, Master of master. Um, also Lee Wiley. A master of masters. Wait, do you read Sun Tzu? The yes, Art of yeah, War? Does art he, of has he brought that to you as well? The Abs- Chinese warlord and, and wisdom? Oh, absolutely. Soothsayer? It, wisdom for coincides in all aspects of life, to be fair. And in terms of boxing, I see a lot like Vincent's um, and Sun Tzu. Um, it speaks of um, the war is war is based off perception. Um, um, what's the term? Oh, I forgot the term. Um, well, war is a series of battles for mm-hmm. a start, and you don't need to win them all. I know he talks about that, and it's all mm-hmm. about strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's like you say, it is about perception at times. My bad, I, I got it. Um, war is based um, on the art of deception. So dece- deceiving your opponent is um, basically... Back to chess. Yeah, literally back to chess. Mm, um, mm. If you're able to um, deceive your opponent and uh, mislead your opponent, you can literally um, land a phenomenal strike. And the individual that I really like that's very good at deception is Canelo. Canelo Alvarez is one of my probably um, one of my favourite fighters and he's very, very good at um, deceiving fighters. So Ben Ben doesn't just work on the physicalities of a fighter. He works inside the head as well, like you know, on the on the psychological side of it, which you're no alloys, and you which love you're going to find you? out even more. So you know that plays a huge part of it. You know the mindset is a huge part of it, and I think that's the bit that Ben Davison gets. You know that's the bit that he I understands. think it's the bit that alloys think, gets as well. Yeah, love but it. but what I'm saying is, I think that that's what Anthony Joshua's got from Ben Davison mm. since going there. He's grown. We'll see as. We know. We will see. Yeah, we will, we will see we next week, and yeah. I think we will see but, it. By exactly the way, that. Exactly I spoke that. to Ben yesterday before they were leaving, or Thursday, sorry, before mm. they were leaving, and I hear great things. And I, you've probably witnessed them. Yep. It's um. Yeah. It's. 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 A, it's, a, it's boxing is a game of chess. You know, the the, the greatest thinker is always the the winner. To be. Do you have some great chats with Joshua when he was there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, to do a little bit of body sparring with him or not? Sadly not, but oh, hopefully... Um, I was waiting for that. I sadly, hope you've done sadly, some sparring with him. I wish, I wish, I wish, but um, at this moment in time, he's um, preparing for a southpaw and... Um, yeah, and um, when the time is right, we get it. I've known this guy a very long time, through thick and thin, and some thick with his head being operated on all these mm. things years ago. This guy knows about fighters. Mm-hmm. Have you got any advice? I, 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 I'm in awe of this guy yeah. tonight, by the way. I have got advice. I, there's something about you that you're going to bring, and, and, and I want to follow your journey. Oh, yeah, thank you. So much. Have you got any advice for I have, got, I have got advice, and it's quite simple advice, and I think if you follow this advice, it will carry you a long, long way, and that is cheats always get found out. Don't leave any stone unturned, because I'll tell you when I, when I say this, is what I mean by that is when you get into round 10, it's not <laughs> about the physicalities in it, it becomes about here, mm-hmm. right? But if you miss that run, oh, or you miss that press-up, mm-hmm. or you miss that sit-up, mm-hmm. anything, right, anything... Mm-hmm. 
that doubt creeps in. And once doubt creeps in, when you're in the penultimate rounds, oh, 10, man. 11, 12, trust me, yeah. that's the difference between champions and challengers, right? Chiefs always get found out. Don't leave any stone unturned, yeah? And that's basically, that's basically where you're at. Yeah. Tell us about that You only that get out what you then. put in. You've got that mindset, haven't you? You're, you're nodding away. I get this. Well, this is your it's, life, it's, isn't it? It's, it's your life. It is my life. Um, um, I understand very simple things in life. And in terms of that, I know um, pleasure destroys a man and hardship makes a man. Mm -hmm. And um, if I live according towards this, uh, I'll be a phenomenal athlete and I'll be um, a phenomenal influence to society. Well, you also heard there from Callis Howland, the promoter of Josh Kelly, who'd won, obviously, in Sunderland by third round TKO. Fantastic performance. That was, by the way, a jab uppercut from young Kelly. And finally, we returned to the day of reckoning myself and the omen to talk about all those big heavyweight fights. As it's the omen with me and we're going to do a bit of day of reckoning here and go down this amazing card 10 of the top 15 heavyweights in the world on it Jai Opataya obviously on the card as well no longer holds his IBF title stripped mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because he's now facing Elisaro who wasn't in the top 15 sure. I did check that by the way and I thought yeah. mm, that's a bit of a strange one when that was announced but it, obviously not going to be for the IBF Cruiserweight title now but he will no doubt get a fight with anyone he wants going into 2024 if he beats Elisaro let's go with that one first of all Jaya Pattaya does he beat Elisaro Jai Opataya does beat Elizaro and he beats him inside the distance. Elizaro's a inside great, five rounds, yeah, I reckon. Elizaro is a great fighter, but yep. he's a fighter on his way up. He's exactly. not up there right now. And as we know, Jai Opataya for me is the monster of the division. The guy, yeah, for me wins inside the distance. Right. Well, that's that one out of the way. Now it's all heavyweight fights, by the way. Why this really is. The Day of the Living Dead in terms of the zombie movie uh, trailer for this. Let's go from the bottom up. Flip Hergovic. It's not even the bottom. I say the bottom up. Um, Flip Hergovic against Mark Demori. Easy pick. Yep, Philip Hergovic wins this one as, a, as well. Inside the distance, Mark Demore is game and he'll come. But Philip Hergovic, the IBF mandatory challenger, wins this fight by KO. Mark Demore wasn't even game against David Hay yeah, about eight or no, nine years so, ago. Yeah, but he'll, he's game and he'll come. You know, he's had a couple of good wins since then. Yeah, I know. You know, and I think that, yep, it's a, it's, listen, it's, a, it's an inside win. Inside distance win for Philip. I Hergovic. think it's inside five rounds because I think Hergovic will really want to make a statement. Frank Sanchez against Junior Farr. This is a good fight. It's a great fight. Junior Farr's a good guy. You know, he's a he good fighter. Tough. He pushed, pushed Joseph Parker all the way. Pushed him all the way. It's an interesting one. But Frank Sanchez, the slippery heavyweight. He's the one, the sort of the avoided guy, if you like, Cuban. And for me... Sanchez wins this one on points. I agree with that. Arslanbek Mahmudov versus Agit Kabayel. Really good fight. Ab Agit Kabayel was the guy that beat Derek Chisora yep. on a split decision in on the European title. On a bad title. night for Chisora. Oh, terrible night. On a night. big fat night for Chisora that yep. night, wasn't he? Was that Monte Carlo? Monte Carlo, big yep. fat night for Derek Chisora in very small shorts. Them shorts he wore that night would have fit me. He looked me. fat P-H-A-T that night, It's he? like he borrowed those shorts. <laughs> it's like he borrowed the shorts, shorts off, you. Off, off you. Off a bantamweight. Off you. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Mahmoudov, seven rounds. Mahmoudov. Stoppage. I'm, I'm going to say Mahmoudov inside six. Do you know what, though? Mahmoudov. He's a monster. 
He is he's a monster. A monster. He's a Russian tank. Um, right, here's a really good fight. Oh, I, I, I lied earlier. My apologies to the listeners. I forgot the, the, the light heavyweight title between Dimitri Bivol and Lyndon Arthur. I Is like there a ch- WBA um, light heavyweight title, of course? I don't see an upset, although Lyndon Arthur can be very slippery at times. Lyndon Arthur is a very slippery campaigner. Didn't like seeing him at the press conference, by the way, when he was hobbling around. He wasn't just limping, he was like hobbling a little bit. Yeah, he said, I'll be fine by fight night. Yeah, and he said, I'll be fine by fight night. And I was like, really? Yeah, so... If Derek Chisora's around, he'll be claiming he can make light heavyweight to replace (laughs) Lyndon Arthur if that fight falls Derek Chisora will have his (laughs) kit out there, mate. Don't worry about that. But Dimitri Bivol, listen, he's a class act. But he likes... He's a class But but I could see him boxing Lyndon Arthur comfortably for 12 rounds, not getting out of second gear and not worrying about going for the stoppage. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that if we get a fully fit Lyndon Arthur and a guy that's boxing at the top of his game and gives it a heroic shot, Bivol wins on points. If Lyndon Arthur turns up and he's only 80-90% of the fighter that we know he is, he gets stopped late. Wow. So, we've agreed on every single fight so far. This I even never agree happened. Upon... It must be Christmas. No, no, wait, wait. There's three fights to go. Okay. Hang on, hang on. Go on. Hang on. Go on, mate. Little Santa's package. Come on, mate. Yeah. Come on, mate. <laughs> right. This, for me, <laughs> I'll take is that. the pick'em of the night. Yeah, go on. Daniel Dubois against Jarrell Miller. Okay. You go, this is a really good fight. It's a 50-50 for me. It's an interesting fight, this. this 20 this stone can, Gerald Miller. This, this can Back play out from num- his drugs, Ben. This can play out a number of ways. This could play out a number of ways. How does it play out, I can see both guys. I can see both guys getting victory here in different ways, but I'm going to go with Daniel Dubois. Daniel Dubois wins the fight, and I think that Daniel Dubois stops Gerald Miller around... Middle of the fight, around six or seven. That's where I think that Daniel that Dubois does. If he doesn't, by the way, and this fight and Dubois gets taken into the late, the last quarter of the fight, it's going to be very interesting. You took the words right out of my mouth. Are you agreeing with me again? Nope. You've got a nice voice, go- by the way. Thank you very much. We'll sing on the way through the streets okay. in a little bit, yeah, yeah as it gets to midnight beautiful. now. We'll have a little we'll have a little brandy or a little tequila on Ooh. the way home. Um, it's 10 to midnight, so it's that time. You what know? tequila is it, by the way? Um, we'll have a double Patron Silver on the rocks. Nice. Yeah, a little okay. bite right up to, to Highgate afterwards. Just to um, warm the cockles, yeah? Exactly. <laughs> Like your cockles got warmed down in Bournemouth on the beach. <laughs> Two swims in a row, by the way, witnessed by the Lord Re- Harry Redknapp himself. Absolutely. And there with Mark Redknapp, yeah, it's a, it's a tradition that they do out there. By the way, just quickly on that one, in, in the beach in Bournemouth, <laughs> yeah. there was like, I went down there to do this, thinking that I was the only psychopath that was going to be going in the sea. Yeah, and that's there were right. hundreds you down heard there. it in the sea. All over 60, though. There, yeah. there was like 30 yeah. people down there, and really? it's like it's just a, a tradition down there that yeah. they do that. And I've got to tell you, Gareth, when I walked into the water, my feet were so numb, they were hurting. The pain was insane. Well, it's but put some omen, hair on your head. But the omen got through it. Yeah, it's put some hair on my head, but I've lost hair elsewhere, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Enough I on don't... brass monkeys. <laughs> um, right. Um, I'm going. Gerald Miller. To stop Daniel Dubois in eight or nine rounds. I can in this see that fight. as well. Yeah. Um, but I just think Gerald Miller, I've known him a long time. I knew when he was glory kickboxing, um, fighting, you know, legends like Mirko Krokop. Mm. I just think he's one of those guys that'll be hard to get out of there. 
Um, and if Daniel doesn't establish himself in this fight, I can just see Gerald Miller winning. I'm, I've picked Gerald Miller to win this. I'd love to see Daniel do it. But I picked Gerald Miller to sure. win. Sure. Well, we both got the same idea about this because I, I, I would go with what you said there as well. But I think it's going to go the other way. Dubois wins by KO. In my view, um, Deontay Wilder may well end up uh, walking last. I think Frank might have made that decision based on America. Who knows? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Anthony Joshua Otto Valin. Um, I've spoken to Otto Vallen in the build-up. He's saying all the right things for TalkSport. He's saying all the right things. Why did he need a rematch clause? I wasn't allowed one. He's a different fighter to the guy we fought in the amateurs. Yep. He fights not to lose now rather yep. than to win. All the right things. But has he got the wherewithal to beat Anthony Joshua? I say no, but he'll give him a good fight for six, seven rounds. I see Joshua winning between seven and ten by I, stoppage. I see Joshua winning on points. That's where I see it. Otto Wallin is a very slippery southpaw. They've got history together. They've sparred together a lot. Yeah. They've sparred, you know, so they know each other well. They've boxed Will twice we be as, disappointed twice as if he wins on Good points, fights. though? Will we be disappointed? Will Listen, the crowds be disappointed? The, the crowds are always... AJ's always up against it with the crowds. If AJ doesn't win by KO, show real KO, yeah. then the crowd go... Well, well, he's always going to be up against it. Otto Wallin, slippery southpaw. AJ doesn't particularly like fighting southpaws. AJ wins on points. And the team around him, Ben Davison and so on, by the way, have told me a little sneak preview. You're going to see Ben and Deontay uh, Ben and Anthony Joshua out there. We're going on to Deontay Wilder in a minute. We will be out there all this week, by the way. Uh, Spencer Oliver and myself and Talk Sports. And I'll be there with other people as well. Um, that he has looked spectacular in sparring. Mm. And I love the sound of that. Yeah. Deontay Wilder, Joseph Parker, Deontay Wilder again. One round in 26 months since that defeat uh, to, to Tyson Fury in their trilogy. That incredible, epic trilogy fight. Joseph Parker in good form. We spoke about it earlier. We heard from them earlier. How do you see it? It's a difficult one to call this because, like you said, 26 months out of only one round under, under your belt. He says that the sparring's been great and everything else. Sparring, boxing, two totally different things. 38 years of age, had a long career. Will that take its toll on Deontay Wilder? I think he lands the shot. I think he gets off with a shot. Late. I think he gets off with a shot mid sort of round. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, but... Yeah. but I would not be surprised if, if Parker, Parker won pulled off points. the victory. Yeah. Or, I wouldn't be surprised if Parker stopped him. Well, that's the day of reckoning. We'll be there for that day. You've been listening to the Fight Night Podcast. Thanks to all our guests this week. Don't forget, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Listen to our midweek show on White and Jordan with Spencer Oliver, myself and Adi Oladipo and Fight Night Extra. We are the home of boxing. We'll see you next time. 